everybody welcome back to another edition of the untitled jeff gluck podcast i'm your host jeff gluck and tonight we're going to talk about the all-star race which i just watched here in portland oregon i was not at the track and uh i was actually watching my daughter while i was doing that so i I actually don't have a post-race podcast co-host so it's just going to be me ranting about the race as i did actually for last year's all-star race a solo podcast uh just me sharing my thoughts about the race so Let's jump right into it and talk about what was an awesome race. Yes, that is what I'm looking for when I tune in to watch a NASCAR race right there. Uh, Very entertaining from start to finish, I think, Uh, starting with the Open, which the Open, if you just take it by itself, um, you know, one of the best racing we'll see all year, if not the best so far. Uh, You had multiple battles. And of course, part of that is, you know, you don't have the the typical guys up front. So there's a lot of desperation and guys, um, you know, trying to get into get into the field, uh, get into the all star race where they don't normally have a shot to do so uh, and, and get a little trophy, a mini trophy. Um, and then you also have what is the fastest car at the time in theory being removed from the race at the end of each stage. So there's not a chance to have a dominant car and stink up the show and you get different players up front, uh, at the end of each stage, but you had guys, uh, really going all out, uh, desperation. William Byron beats Bubba Wallace for the first stage win. And then Bubba Wallace comes right back and beats Daniel Suarez for the second stage win. And with a very emotional, response and a hug from Ryan Blaney. Uh, That was really cool. And then Kyle Larson ends up winning the third stage, the final stage, the last chance of the open. And that propelled him into the all-star eights itself. Alex Bowman gets the fan vote, but Kyle Larson, you know, it seemed like he had a fast car in the open. He just couldn't quite get up there uh, when it mattered. Uh, They had some uh, pit strategy that put them behind things like that. But uh, he, he ultimately does get into the race and you have to wonder if uh, if he hadn't won that stage, would Bowman still have won the fan vote? Um, you know, we don't we the fan vote goes to the highest person who's not already in the race. So, uh, but you know, we we saw that Larson I think was second in the standings of the fan vote uh, going into the race, I believe, and Bowman um, I believe was leading. Matt to Benedetto had been leading, but fell to third. So, I uh, you know you don't know how it would have turned out, but perhaps Larson if he hadn't been able to win that stage may not have been able to get into the the big show itself, transfer from the B main uh, to the the A main, as he called it. And then um, he ultimately wouldn't have had a chance to win the All-Star race. How about that? Kyle Larson winning the All-Star race. Really, um, I don't think many, if anybody, would have predicted that coming into the night. Um, Even when he made it, I mean, you're not looking at Kyle Larson going, well, geez, well, now he's the threat to win once he got in. I mean, you would have thought that Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, the Penske cars, uh, you know, the usual suspects, maybe Martin Truex Jr., people like that would get up there. But it really turned into quite a wild race. There was some stretches where it it sort of looked like um, the leader was going to check out. And, you know, that's not to be unexpected, certainly on a mile and a half track. And, you know, I, I don't really know what was the new package stuff, like with the nostril holes, we'll call them in, in the hood. 
I don't know how, how much was that and how much was the different splitter, but whatever it was, whatever the package produced, whether it was tire fall off or whatever, cars were able to race. They were able to pass. They were able to challenge each other. Even if they were wide open, I didn't really mind it, you know, uh, and, and this was a big departure for me from last year's all-star race. I typically hate the all-star race. I try to avoid it all costs. I haven't been to one in a few years now. Even when I lived in Charlotte, I would try to not go. Um, I, I just, for me, I remember when I was uh, back working in North Carolina for my, at my first job at a small newspaper in Eastern North Carolina. And I remember driving three and a half hours to the all-star race uh, that day and driving three and a half hours back and thinking that I you know, spent way more miles getting there uh, than the, the 187 miles in the actual race. And I just thought, this is stupid. Like I just, I've never liked it. And and then furthermore, I've never really liked the formats that they do because I feel like it's a blank slate. You can make any format you want, come up with any idea and be creative. And I just feel like they've, they've typically erred on the side of being conservative about the format. And um, especially now with, you know, back when it was, this was the only race with double file restarts. Okay. You know that that's interesting back when it was the only race with stages. That's interesting. But now every race has double file restarts. Every race has stages and every race has the rules package similar to what they used tonight, which they tested last year in all-star race. And so it's just like, well, what's, what's new and different about this. So this going into tonight, uh, it didn't really excite me at all. I wasn't fired up for it. So a very pleasant surprise, uh, with the quality of the racing, really. And, and that's what it's all about, right? I mean, ultimately, we could talk about personalities and rivalries and all that stuff, but it really comes down to the quality of the racing. And I, I was pleased to see guys really kind of putting everything on the line. One thing I'm confused about is, you know, obviously the announcers kept saying over and over again, well, gee, you know, this is the all-star race, so of course you're going to do that. But why wouldn't you do that in a points race? I mean, why wouldn't you race that hard for... Uh, a, a Darlington win or the Coke 600 win or whatever. I, so I don't really buy that it's a million dollars and, and that's why they were going all out. Um, you know, I, I feel like they could do that at any race and, and in some ways playoff points are more important or, or a win to get yourself into the playoffs is more important to some of these guys than a million dollars. Not the they're not keeping all the million dollars themselves anyway. It's such a myth, but whatever the reason, the intensity seemed high and so I, that, that made for an enjoyable race. And, you know, also the temper seemed high. Uh, obviously, we saw a, a fight after the race. When have we seen a fight all year except for on uh, pit road after a qualifying session at Phoenix? I mean, all these races that we, we see even in the playoffs last year when there was a chance for a fight with Joey Logano and Martin Truex Jr. I mean, they, you know, exchanged words in separate interviews and Martin Truex Jr. was mad, but you know, Clint Boyer runs right up to Ryan Newman's car and, you know, from the GIF I saw trying to count the punches, I think he got 11 punches in. Um, now, obviously it would have been better probably if he took his helmet off or his uh, man card cred, you know, all that stuff. People seem to not like it when drivers fight with their helmets on, uh, especially Newman. Oh, Newman's always the guy who you would say you don't want to get in a fight with because he's t- so big and strong and you just bounce right off him. And there goes Clint Boyer running right at him. Uh, he said something like, "When I where I come from, uh, people get poked in the face if they wreck you after the race is over. So uh, great stuff, though. I mean, I, I, I just enjoyed that. You know, that means the intensity is high. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't need to see a fight necessarily to, to have it be a good race, but it's a sign, a byproduct of intensity. And I think that's what we want to see as viewers. We want to know that it matters to these guys, that they're going all out, that they're putting it on the line, that they care. 
Um, and sometimes, to be honest, to be frank, you don't feel like that from from NASCAR races. You know, they get out and they're like, oh, well, blah, 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 blah. You, you wonder if fans care more than the drivers some days. It, it, it feels like. I'm sure, sure the drivers care, but you, you all know what I'm talking about. Certain situations where you're like, okay, well... That's weird. They're just gonna go home and go back to their mansions and get on their private jets or whatever. And you know, where's where's the caring? Where's the passion here? So I think that's that's great to see. Obviously, it's a potential sign of things to come. Um, you know, I I would like to think that maybe they could implement these rules into the rules package quicker than next year. I mean, if if they decide and after talking to the drivers, and I don't know. But if, if the drivers come back to NASCAR and say, hey, the racing was made better because of the splitter being not flat, uh, you know, going back to the ridge splitter and the nostril holes in the hood, uh, if, if that's what makes the racing better, then let's get that in the cars ASAP. This is obviously the opposite of how I felt last year's all-star race. Um, I'm sure most of you don't remember, but after last year's all-star race on this podcast, I was highly concerned because this was the first time we had seen a package attempted like the one they ultimately end up using. And everybody thought, you know, that the race was pretty good. And so I had this fear that, oh no, NASCAR is going to think that they should implement this sort of package for every race going forward. And uh, that's exactly what happened. So um, I I wasn't enjoying the all-star race at the time last year because I thought, oh no, if this is good, they're going to think they should do some sort of a plate package and slow the cars down and have aeroducts for every race. That would be terrible. What a disaster. Um, so it's obviously been a long journey for me to get to this point of acceptance, I guess, uh, to enjoy this race. But I think this year's race was even better than last year's, by the way. I mean, last year, the cars were bunched together, but you couldn't really pass as much. This year, I just felt like it was it was a lot more competitive and even more competitive, again, than what we've seen in many of the uh, mile-and-a-half tracks earlier this season. So again, if they can implement this, that's a good thing. The one problem I have with it is the nostril holes look terrible on some of the cars. They look very weird. I noticed that some teams um, had, the, they match the colors, their hood. Some, some were just like black holes in the hood. And that's where I say the nostril holes. Some like had like a white hood and they matched it with white I don't know if the vents or the ducts were white also, or they, they were allowed to paint them. But I asked NASCAR if that was up to the teams. NASCAR said, yes, they had the option to bring the color that matched their, their hood. So um, good on the teams that did that and didn't make it look as much of an eyesore because if that's the key to better racing or whatever, that's fine. Now, we, we don't know that it is the key. Kyle Busch at least said on Friday that he didn't think the ducts made a difference, but he thought the ridge splitter uh, was was more a uh, contributor to being able to make passes and practice and things like that. So again, we'll, there'll be much more reaction and, and NASCAR will go back and figure things out, but they have to be pleased with what they saw. Um, Charlotte has to be pleased with it. I mean, Charlotte comes under a lot of heat for keeping the all-star race there because it just doesn't really seem special. You saw the overhead shots of the crowd, not much of a crowd really for what should be a, one of the crown jewel races and, you know, the, in general, like I said at the start, you know, I feel like the all-star race just lacks buzz. And so everybody's always saying, should they move it somewhere else? But, I mean, it worked out perfectly uh, this time. So, again, I think, hey, that's that's fantastic. Uh, if, if there's a good race, you got to salute NASCAR and say good job when it happens. Obviously, I'm critical uh, when it doesn't happen and, and call it out how it is when, um, when I'm not happy with the racing product and I'm, I don't feel entertained and I feel that they, they could do better. But this in this case, great stuff. 
And uh, when it comes to the was it a good race poll on Sunday, what I'll, that I'll be doing, I think that it will be very high. I would say, uh, ooh, well, I mean, if Kansas hit 90, I would have to say that this Charlotte All-Star race would hit 92. Is that too high? Do you guys think that's too high? I don't know, 92%? I, maybe, maybe I could be wrong, but I mean, who's going to look at that race and go, that was a bad race? You know what I mean? I, I just... That was a good race. Why, like, why? What else are you looking for from a race? I, especially a short race. Um, it was good stuff. I mean, you just it, it gave you a lot of what you're looking for. Obviously, there's a lot of restarts that help bunch things up. Uh, a fight helps. You know, a, a, a new winner or different type winner, not the same old people. That definitely helps. Let's be honest. Um, different guys in the mix, like Bubba Wallace being up there for a while. Uh, you know, that was cool. You know, you just like to see something different than you see every week. You like to see unpredictable stuff happen. Um, and that's what, that's what makes for entertaining races. So that's, that's my take on the all-star race. Good stuff. Hopefully, uh, you enjoyed watching it as much as I did. And I'm not just talking crazy here. So that's that. And now there's going to be a bit of a hiatus for the podcast patrons. Please check your Patreon account, um, for an explanation. If you haven't seen it, I will be doing an episode of the podcast next week to fill everybody in when the time is right. But obviously, I hope people have enjoyed these podcasts. I've certainly enjoyed doing them. And I'm looking forward to podcasting for many years to come. So again, check your feed next week. And I will have more details on why I'm being sort of vague here. But anyway, uh, for now, thanks for listening. Appreciate your time. And I will talk to you next time on the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast.